Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. You're listening to Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to give us a call. Well, in two days' time, the Ireland's women's football team will make history when they step out onto the field at Stadium Australia in Sydney in their very first match of the World Cup tournament. But in 1973, 11 Irish women wrote their names into the history books when they took part in a pitch in South West Wales for their first official senior fixture as Ireland defeated Wales 3-2. Two of the women of that team, Paula Gorham from Dundalk and Catherine Rafferty from Offaly, are with us here on the programme today. Good afternoon, ladies. Good afternoon. Paula, I suppose just first of all, maybe starting with yourself, um, what are the nerves like this week? Uh, I don't have nerves to be honest with you uh, excitement is it would be the word I would use uh, really looking forward to the games and um, I think we're do- going to do okay What about it's you a Catherine? Tough, it's a tough one Yeah Is it excitement as well Catherine for you or how do you feel about the week? Well I think it's absolutely wonderful now Andrea because um, when I was I was in, in uh, visiting my daughter in Australia in 2019 and uh, I was watching the World Cup there and that was that was taking place in France, and uh, to think that you know, in four years later, that our nation has qualified for the for the World Cup in Australia is just absolutely magnificent. It's unbelievable to think that our team is taken to the world stage. I think it's an historic event. Yeah. What do you remember, Catherine, or maybe talk us a little bit about um, what it was like for yourself, you know, donning the Irish jersey. Donning the Irish jersey. Well, I suppose you know it was it was exciting. You know we um, you know we we uh, were were uh, you know selected to play for for Ireland um, against Wales, and uh, it was a it was, it was a wonderful moment, and it was a, a great privilege to be playing at international level, and we really found it hard to believe. Um, but uh, I remember now when we were playing the match in Clonakilty and Stenham. Uh, Heath Park um, and um, listened to some some supporters they were calling come on Ireland like you know they were cheering for Ireland and when you hear that and you're wearing the Irish jersey you know it's just it's just fantastic it transcends everything now you know because you're um, you know you're you're playing for your your country and we played our hearts out and I'd, I'd I'd say it's the same thing the same feeling with the uh, with the team in Australia at the moment what about your memories, Paula? Uh, my my memories are very vivid, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, uh, look, it was our first ever uh, official international match. Uh, we won it, so that was a very proud moment. And um, there were a great bunch of women that we played with. You know, there were there were very dedicated women, and uh, it was a great team effort on the day. You scored a hat trick. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did, but it was, as I said, it was a team effort. Uh, the hat trick was probably a momentous moment for myself and my family. But um, the, you know, you had to have great another ten great players on the field to get the ball to me. So yeah, I did. I scored the hat trick that yeah. day, and we won three two. Brilliant. Um, the when like when you think back now and about the team and and you look, I suppose you reflect on it and and how much I suppose how much has changed. I mean, how, like, can you talk to us a little bit, maybe Catherine, about the progress that's been made in in recent years and what it feels like, I suppose, to have been a trailblazer somewhat in in all of that. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think that, I suppose really, um, you know, we uh, didn't realise, I suppose, the facts and events, you know, can be lost in the midst of time now, Andrea, because, you know, back in, you know, 1973, you know, without even realising it, that we had helped crack, crack the glass ceiling for international ladies' soccer you know, in Seven Heat Park, you know. And um, I don't think we really realised, like, what we were doing. We enjoyed our game, you know, we enjoyed soccer and that, um, and, and playing. But we have to pay tribute also, you know, to the uh, the managers and, and the uh, the trainers, you know, 50 years ago who, uh, you know, helped us along the way. I mean, I think they saw the beginning of something big, you know, um, when it went, because we were just a small, you know, it, we were in a small country and we were isolated from the rest of Europe. And I think they saw the beginning of, of you know, the games and at an international level. What about you, Paula? Uh, me personally, at, at that moment in time, we didn't understand um, what we were achieving or what we were starting, to be honest with you. Um, like really, as Vera Pau would say, on our, on our shoulders they stand today. They have have uh, all the proper training facilities. They have all the proper coaching facilities. They're financially all okay. So they have really nothing to worry about. Whereas we had quite the opposite to that. We mm. had to look for, find our money somewhere, whether it was bucket collections or flag selling or whatever. So it was totally different in our day. But to see where we've got to now, it was worth every minute of yeah. it. Do you know what's funny? I was going to ask you about that, Paula, like the financial support and whether or not it was, was all out of your own pocket. But it's it's obviously game-changing now, Catherine, when you see like the, the progress that's been made. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, back back then, like, you know, in 1973, we, we managed to get time off work because we were working or going to school. And uh, some of us, you know, to, we, to, to get to the game, like in, in, in Wales, um, some of us even didn't manage to get the time off work. And then, like, we travelled over to Wales and we paid for our own fare. And, um, you know, we, we won the game and we returned home. And there was no coverage of, of the events, you know, on, until the Sunday World newspaper published a photograph of that team, you know, before a trial game for Northern Ireland in Hall Hallows in Clonliff College. So that's really, you know, we, we just went over and played the game and um you know, as I said we, we paid for our own our own fare. Um we were given a loan of the, the jerseys, we had to give them back. So it was it was very, very low key. And uh, I think it's wonderful now that um you know it's 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 it, the game has progressed to what it is and there's so much coverage and banners and people putting mm. up banners and it's getting plenty of air airtime. Yeah. And um yeah. I was reading recently when you were speaking at the um, or the gathering for the the fifty year reunion for the women's national team in Dublin. I think it was in May, wasn't it? It was back in back in May that it it, it took place. But are the team like are you, are you still um, in touch, in contact? Is there still a closeness there, Paula? Well, we have uh, we started up. Uh, I don't know actually. I think it was Linda Gorman actually started up a Pioneers uh, app, and it's amazing. It's amazing all the information that's coming to us. It's all it's amazing all the photographs that they're bringing up. Things we never we don't really remember them to be honest with you. So it is it has done wonders for the 1973 team. What about you, Catherine? Do you like? Is there still a, uh, is there still contact and closeness there? 
Well, I, myself and Linda and I would have um, started together because we're we're neighbours, you know, we're, um, we're childhood friends. And uh, I would have kept in touch with Linda. But, uh, yeah, it was absolutely wonderful, like, you know, when we met then on the, um, in, in Dublin, in the Western Hotel, and uh, saw all the... All the, all the girls, like, you know, and uh, yeah, the memories come come flying back, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, 50 years is a long time now, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I still keep it up with Linda. The game is going to see about an 80,000 capacity stadium packed to the rafters now, you know, from for kick-off next week. Could you ever have imagined, Paula, you know, that it would be, it would be, it would be this big? And we talked about nearly 4,000 travelling Irish fans yesterday. No, no, that's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I can give you actually the exact number that was at our first international match, and we thought, like, we thought we were in Wembley. To be honest with you, it was three thousand five hundred in horrendous conditions. So, uh, can, you, can you just see the vast improvement there is mm. in ladies' football and and the and the youth and the children's football is amazing, especially for girls. Where, like, when when you look ahead to the tournament now and the campaign, um, what's your your own thoughts on it, Catherine, and how it'll how it'll pan out? Well, again, I, I mean, I I think it's just you know the fact that there are four thousand Irish fans travelling to Australia, um, it's 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 great. I, I Ireland has taken on you know they they're in that group with Canada, um, Australia, and Nigeria, and and um, Canada. They won uh, the Olympic. They were Olympic champions in 2020. But uh, I, I think Ireland. You know, it's it's great. Uh, they're going to be up against it. But um, it, it's it's uh, we, we'll see how it pans out. You now for them, they play their hearts out. You know, and uh, they're on the world stage. And and like that, four thousand fans are fly, traveling to Australia. If the World Cup, if this World Cup had been held in France, I think there would be thousands more traveling over to France. And um, and the the last World Cup game, the um, you know the World Cup, the final it was against the US and the Netherlands. I think there was something like 1.2 billion people watched world world, you know the world population watched mm. that final. So it's great to think that this is what Ireland Ireland were on the world stage, and the fact that it's not just only 4,000 just travelling. How many people, more people are going to be watching? Mm. It's great for Ireland. Yeah. What's your verdict, Paula? My, my version on that is uh, I, I firmly believe they're, they're in a very difficult group, that B group. There's no question about it. I still think we have the heart and the will and the talent to come through it. I, re, I, I firmly believe that. But to, to me, they don't owe us anything. They've already made history by getting there. I mean, it's, it's just wonderful between Vera Powell and all the backroom staff and the whole lot of them. They're an amazing group of people. And our team, they're very grounded, very, very grounded. So I do believe that we will get through the B section. And and that's my honest opinion. Yeah. Where will you watch the game, Paula, on Thursday? Here in the house, but you'll hear me in Dublin. There's no <laughs> question about it. I, I, I will watch it on my own. I will sit will you? in the sitting room. On my own, I, won't, I don't want any interruptions. I want to see every move of the ball, every pass, how it pans out. Uh, to, I like to be able to analyse the game myself from my own sitting room. Yes, yeah. definitely. What about you, Catherine? Do you like to watch it on your own? or? Well, no, I'll be watching it at home now and I'll be watching it with some of, some of my family. Um, I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah, I really am now. Um, at 11 o'clock on, on, on Thursday morning. 
yeah, it, it'd be great. Yeah. I, I'd be I'd be cheering them every every minute of the day. I'd be racing the roof. Yeah, I know it'll look. It'll it's be. A, it's, a, it's a fantastic day for Ireland. Yeah, like, there's no question about. It. And I'm going to give a shout out here. I do ask the people of Dundalk to start putting out a few buntings, a few flags. Because it's poor now in my hometown at this moment in time. Is it? You apart, want to see a little apart, more support? Apart from my own house and my yeah. sister's house. And my, and my daughter sent away for everything. She has our whole house done with it. So, Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it is poor. Well, listen, it's been a real pleasure to, to chat to you both. Um, I, I've no doubt maybe over the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll touch base uh, with you again to get your assessment of how the, how the campaign is going. But for the moment, uh, Paula Gorham and Catherine Rafferty, thanks a million for your time here on the programme today. Come on, right, Ireland. Thank you. Brilliant. Ab- <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, thank you very much indeed, ladies. Much appreciate your time uh, on the show. That is all we've time for on the programme. As always, you can listen back. It's on the News Talk app. Just subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.